Good morning, ladies and gents. Shot heard around the world today as Archduke Franz Ferdinand was uh, here to the Hungarian throne, was assassinated today, June 28th, 1914. He will be missed, sadly. Uh, and because of this tragic event that has happened in the Middle East, has brought two teams into this new fight. Here with Michael Newcomer today, has come here today to have a say in what these alliances will do. Good morning, America. Man, is this a good country. Anyways, Europe's six major powers were split into two alliances that would form the warring sides in World War I. First, there's the Triple Entente. That was formed by Britain, France, and Russia. Then there's the Triple Alliance, which was formed by Germany, Australia, Hungary, and Italy. And that, my friends, of the great country of Yee Yee Hall, is the alliances. Thank you for your time. Back to you, Chuck. That's a fine speech you have there. It's going to be a great fight along with these two people. Uh, along with another special guest we have today, General John J. Pershing, commander of the AFE. He will give us some insight on what has occurring, occurring, my bad. Yeah, thank you, Chuck. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I really wasn't the best student, but they saw me for my good leadership. I was the first captain of West Point, class of 1886. Then I returned to the military academy as a technical officer in 1897. People remember me by blackjack because of my iron discipline. Thank you for the time. Back to you, Chuck. It's a great speech, sir. Uh, just a few days ago, we got uh, word of a huge artillery attack along the Masseuse River with German infantry. With the U.S. having the goal to reach the railroad junction, Mitch, one of the reporters, has an insight on it. Uh, yeah, the Battle of the Argonne Forest, it happened on September 26, 1918. Uh, the uh, the American forces moved into the region between the Meuse River and the Argonne Forest. Although the Germans suffered heavy losses, they their uh, their position slowly fell to the American troops. Back to you, Chuck. So it's good good insight on that. Here with Alvin York today, this man has given the Medal of Honor, and I mean have I mean he has received the Medal of Honor of his historic service in the field of battle. Would you like to explain why you received this great prize? Well, I'll tell you why I received that great medal. It's, it's clear daylight. I pee excellence when I wake up. I'm the best. <laughs> My name is Alvin Cole of York, known as Sergeant York. He was one of the most decorated United States Army soldiers of World War I. I received the Medal of Honor for leading an attack on a German machine gun, killing at least 25 enemy soldiers and capturing 132 prisoners. It's pretty much, you can say, I was a bad A dude. Back to you, Chuck. Mm, man, love to hear that. Love to hear that. It's good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, come, uh, new advances have come about in this war. Let's get into detail on what these advances have. Mitch? Well, the first advancement was tanks. The, the British, they first started to put tanks on the battlefield uh, in 1916. 
uh, they they were powerful. They could drive over the trenches and crush over the the ball bar, but they were slow and broke down too much to really make a effect on the war. And and back to you, Chuck. All right, we have another uh, new advances over here. Pass it on to Cameron. I'm here with the poisonous gas here today. The Germans are estimated to launch 18,000 shells of poisonous gas in the war. Even though gas can cause serious injury, it's not usually used specifically for killing people. It actually, it's only its fatal rate is only three percent of the deaths. Germany is estimated to put out over 68,000 tons of gas in this war. Back to you, Chuck. That's a lot of gas coming coming out them Germans. Oh, man. The last special guest of the night would like to introduce our president, Woodrow Wilson, to our show today. How you doing, sir? Oh, my bad. We... Uh, had some technical difficulties. We have uh, one of our friends forgot to read about trench warfare. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Good, honest mistake. Honest mistake. It's all good. All right, here with trench war trench warfare. There's about 2,500 kilometers of trenches. Many soldiers have already suffered from trench foot, which they had to amputee their their feet. It's caused by muddy, wet weather. And actually, this is a fun fact, trenches were actually dug in a zigzag pattern. Ain't that cool, Chuck? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, back to you, back to you. That's pretty neat. Don't you learn something new every day? Well, back to our Mr. President over here. Sorry about that, sir. A salute to you, sir. I don't want to have nothing. All right, I'd like to... Uh, so we heard of these new points you have come up with. Would you like to explain some of these points you have written down, sir? Uh, well, yeah. My uh, my second point of my 14-point speech is uh, the f freedom of the seas. I think that you should be free to explore the waters out outside, uh, like around the whole world, except for the waters that are owned by different countries. And uh, all right, over here with the League of Nations. The League of Nations is, was an, is an internal diplomatic group developed after world, developed in World War I. It was a way to solve disputes between countries before they erupted into open warfare. The League has already achieved some victories but has a mixed record of success. Great speech there, sir. Germany is soon to be spanked for its unacted amounts of kindness given to this war. It's hard that Germany is to surrender its overseas colonies and give up land. But more insight with other info on this treaty have Mitchell, uh, Michael I mean, to just, uh, describe the military restrictions for Germany. Yeah, I got three words for you. We screwed Germany over. Okay, that's four, I lied. The German army was to be limited to 100,000 men and conscription proscribed. 
The treaty restricted the Navy to vessels under 100,000 tons with a ban on the acquisition or maintenance of a submarine fleet. Yeah, I know exactly what that means. Germany was forbidden to maintain an air force. They couldn't have it. Not gonna happen. Alright, back to you, Chuck. I know. <laughs> we have some more guilt over here with uh, Germany as well. Yeah, so the uh, whole the whole war uh, was blamed on uh, on Germany. Uh, all all of uh, the countries that got together to make the treaty, they all agreed that that the German that uh, the Germans started it. And when they were making the treaties, the Germans weren't there to explain their side of the story, so they they got blamed with all of the stuff. They were responsible for paying all for the, of all the losses in buildings. They had they lost a lot of land. They had to pay a lot of money, and uh, they basically just got uh, screwed. So that's back to you, Chuck. Alrighty, and we just got word on my little my friend over here, my handyman Cameron, that uh. British ship is being sunk by the German U-boat off right. the coast of Ireland. Gosh dang, pray for those young men out there. Which over, which over, more of a hundred Americans have died on this ship. Yeah, man, sad I Americans. I want to say something. All right, here's back to Michael. Now I ain't going to lie to you. I'm all jacked up in Mountain Dew. But let me tell you, this World War One stuff is pretty darn good. Oh man. And we just got notice that males from the age 21 to 30 must join the draft to help in this war. Oh, excuse me there. In office, my buddies over there down Britain have intercepted a telegram from Germany talking to Mexico about attacks in Texas. Texas being attacked. Hmm. How do you feel about that, Michael? That could never happen. I feel like that is completely wrong, and it ain't true. Hook them horns. That's Hook them nice. horns. That's all I got to say to that. Oh, we just got a call from one of our viewers listening to us today. Let's, let's pick up the phone. Click, click, click. Do y'all know what militarism is? Hmm, militarism. Anybody got a word on that? Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, that's whenever you build a strong mi military to fight off defenders and uh, and to build a strong navy instead of focusing on other, other problems. That's all I got. What a great answer, Mitchell Glover. Atta boy. Alright. We have another caller on this line today. Let's see what they got here to say to us. Uh, yeah, I guess. This is Rebecca. Huh? I'm here to ask you about the Zimmerman Telegraph. Can you explain that to me? Well, ma'am. It seems to apparently that Germany was sealing, uh, sending secret messages to Mexico to uh, attack Texas. Um, and so 
if Mexico would help Germany, Germany would promise Mexico its land back. Oh my god, thank you so much. I already knew that. I'm not an idiot. Well, no problem, ma'am. Here for anything. Is that, is that it? Everybody? Is that for it to the, no, today's show? The end of the show. I can do that. Okay. End of today's show? All right, here we go. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you'd like to, 